The Ready, Set, Grow podcast is sponsored by Ag Expert, software designed for Canadian agriculture. Visit them today at agexpert.ca. Welcome to the Ready, Set, Grow podcast, where we like to showcase startup and early stage companies, as well as visit with innovators in the agriculture and food industry. Today, we're here with Joe Dales, co-founder of RH Accelerator, and special guest Mark Lottie, sales and marketing representative at Uniseeds. Mark, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so um, I, I started in the ag industry a number of years ago and still fairly uh, new in the ag industry, still learning laws, learning every day. So, um, and then recently uh, took a role with Uniseed to kind of um, take their their sales and their, their product to the next level and to, um, we are, uh, we've been around for, for quite some time in the industrial hemp uh, space. So the majority of our crop and, and our seeds are for grain and fiber production. Um, and then as of just recently, within the last month, we've, we've taken on a couple of more varieties uh, for high CBD. And um, so it's been uh, it's been a, a great learning experience, and it's something that we're still in Canada. It's fairly fairly new, um, and it's something that I think has a lot of potential in in the near future. Um, there's some really really neat companies out there doing some really neat stuff with with hemp, and especially in the fiber and in the uh, in the grain side of things and the production end of it. Um, there's there's still some some barriers that we we need to overcome even in the the industry and and maybe government legislator as well but but overall um the the industry has a lot of positive momentum going forward so um yeah so that's that's what i'm doing right now and and it's uh it's fantastic and uh uh is a great company uh with a lot of uh a lot of great people behind it that is um, uh, anything from uh, breeding and selecting cultivars and, and seeing the, the behind the scenes um, of what goes on in, in, in a grain breeding facility is, has been great. Um, uh, I've been in the ag industry on, on the other side of things and, and looking at the markets and, and looking at it from a little uh, kind of afar, but getting to see the the other side of the 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 story of of being, uh, you know, in the labs and and seeing people, you know, uh, developing new new seed genetics is is been really interesting. So, yeah. Oh, that's great. Um, yeah, I, I I always like hearing people taking. Uh, you know, moving into innovative new crops and new uh, new things, it's hard at the start. Yeah. Uh, and once they get established and, uh, you know, hemp and, and cannabis as well, you know, are emerging, um, you know, we've got freedom to operate in Canada, you know, so really in a lot of ways we're, we're leading the world when it comes to developing some of these new opportunities and, and, uh, and so on. What, uh, you know, with a new business, you know, um, new crop like this, what are the challenges that you as a uh, business person, you know, kind of have to overcome when you're, you know, kind of in 
early stage startup scale up stage uh yeah um it's a great question um there's a lot of of challenges um even on the on the government side of things um now that being said they've been they've been great and but there's a lot of um uh, policy changes and and things that, that still need to uh, be done. So, so for instance, for uh, there may be people out there processing uh, hemp for hemp oil. Uh, anything from uh, the hemp oil would be going for for human consumption, uh, cooking with it, right through into different paints and varnishes. Um, the so in processing the the oil, um, the the secondary markets still need to be developed. So um, after you process the hemp, then you're left with a hemp meal, and that hemp meal there's there's really no uh, good way to monetize it and, and sell it. Um, it's great cattle feed, and it's great for um, to be added into different rations the the thing is though it isn't at this point uh, approved by canadian um, food inspection agency to to be added into those uh, rations so uh the secondary markets definitely um i think would would be a huge boost to the to the industry if if we can you know use some of those products into into uh, feed uh, on, on a large scale um, so those are those are some things um, uh, always there's the the question about processing and, and finding the supply and the demand at the same time you're, you're really building a marketplace so marrying the two sides of the equation is is always challenging and and finding farmers to to grow hemp but then finding the markets for them to sell that hemp and process it. Um, we're seeing some really, really interesting, innovative uh, products coming and, and um, there's companies that are now processing industrial hemp for, uh, you know, in the automotive industry for, for panels and, um, and we're seeing it back a number of years ago, you, you, you think of industrial hemp, you think of hemp rope, and it, it really grew from that. And there's, there's so many more things that it can be used in um, concrete and construction material. And now there's companies that are making hardwood flooring out of, out of hemp. So it's, it's, it's really growing. Um, but again, um, just continued uh, grinding away, so to speak, and, and getting some of the policies change so that um so there's not just maybe one revenue stream from from growing hemp that uh yes you can grow hemp for a certain purpose and then there's also secondary markets to to market maybe your your lower grade or your off-spec stuff as well so yeah wow that seems uh, really interesting and a great yeah. uh, sort of new emerging market mm -hmm. Um, are there any other areas in the egg industry that you've been uh, looking at or or interested in? Yeah, we're, um, you know, we we always, I don't know, I'm I may be victim of having 
a bit of an entrepreneurial spirit. So uh, you're always looking at uh, seeing other other opportunities and and not not opportunities in the sense of, of jumping into things, but but researching, seeing what's available and and seeing market trends and, and that sort of thing. And um, I think we're going through a, a bit of a, a situation in southwestern Ontario, maybe primarily where uh, the, ben, the the entry into agriculture is, is extremely hard. And, um, you know, you think of, of people coming with maybe uh, no background or very little agricultural background and uh, or, or maybe uh, somebody coming from, uh, maybe their parents had a couple hundred acres and now uh, the, the the son or the daughter wants to take over the farm and expand it. It's very, very, very difficult to do that um, just with the price of, of land um, and really the price of, of everything has gone, gone skyrocketing. So um, what I've what I've kind of been interested in a little bit as well and and um, I've had conversations with a couple of people that are, are thinking of, of, of moving forward in ag, but on a small scale is, is um, don't think maybe conventional and think a little bit outside the market. And we did research with Fanshawe College uh, on microgreens and, and small craft, um, maybe vegetable production or, or uh, microgreens or, or things on a small scale and get the process down pat and then show some cash flow. And once you're showing some cash flow, then it's something that maybe you can scale up. And uh, so, you know, you don't need, you don't need to go out and buy two, 300 acres, but maybe it's something where you literally start convert a, a shed on your property into uh, maybe vertical farming. Um, or maybe you start on on a quarter quarter acre, and and then grow from that. And there's awesome platforms out there. You you look at Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. Uh, the marketing that you can do with on these platforms for virtually free um, is is fantastic, and and uh, you can get so much exposure and take advantage of that. And and uh, and it's kind of one foot. Kind of get your foot in the door, so to speak, and and uh, meet meet people. I I really enjoy what you guys are doing uh, in London, and and um, you know London's becoming and a large part of this is, is you, Joe, um, really a food innovative uh, place. You know, with with Western Fair District and what you what you guys are, are really trying to trying to do there with the grove and and so on so um yeah there's a there's a lot of good opportunity out there um and, and i always try and and uh, start small and get your process in place and uh show cash flow and then and then once once you've conquered that then then take the next step so yeah you're uh you know, we're, we're really blessed at RH Accelerator, you know, working with young founders and that's what we're passionate yeah. about and supporting. And, you know, you definitely are entrepreneurial and we're really excited about, about your developments and how well you've done as a, as a young founder and looking for those innovative emerging, you know, blue ocean type spaces. So, yeah. so that's terrific. You've also pivoted and, uh, you know, done some things, um, 
you know, we, we've followed you as you, you know, you owned a restaurant, you've owned some several other businesses and tried several things, uh, learning and developing uh, along as you go. Um, for the younger, earlier stage founders that haven't done it before, you know, what's it take to be successful, even when you pivot and you make some changes, you know, what, uh, you know, what, uh, what do you, what have you learned, I guess? Wow. Um, I got a master's in, in hard knocks. So, um, no, but it, it really, we all, we all have that master's too, right? <laughs> yeah, you, you really, when, when you develop a business plan, uh, quite often you, you have a set roadmap and you have expectations that I'm going to get to a certain stage at a certain time frame, and, and everything's going to go hunky dory. Life happens, things get in the way and being adaptable and flexible. And sometimes, um, you're, you're on a path and you think that, uh, you you know what your product is going to be. You know your target market. You know exactly um, how you're going to get there. But in in doing the research and and putting the the actual product to market, and then listening to your customer base, quite often you got to pivot from that, and you got to change uh, maybe your approach. Maybe you got to change even your product a little bit. So uh, to be adaptable is, is really um, something that, that I think is important. Um, also having tremendous connections. Um, you know, uh, I remember going back, this is a number of years ago, you mentioned to me, Joe, about uh, being prepared and looking for opportunity, but preparing yourself for that opportunity. So when that opportunity does arise, you're in the position to take advantage of it. And so that means, to me, that means everyday learning, uh, improving yourself, uh, improving uh, your connections. Um, and and once you're, you're in that kind of, I don't want to say frame of mind, but it almost is a frame of mind once you're in that, uh, in that zone and you're looking for opportunity, there's, there's a lot of opportunity out there. And, um, for ourselves, we've, we've been a part of real estate. We've been into the restaurant industry, uh, into agriculture. Um, you know, uh, a good example of, of pivoting is when COVID hit and, and we no longer could, um, offer the same services in the restaurant. Uh, my wife and I sat down and, and had a discussion and, and what are we going to do? Um, and we started making freezer meals and, and primarily my wife and, and her staff was making freezer meals. And then we, we started offering freezer meals to the community and then um, start offering other products that weren't typically on our menu uh, to the community uh, on a takeout basis. And, and really that saved us and, and it, you know, it was, it was a 180 pivot to what we traditionally, what was in our business plan. And uh, so I think just being adaptable and we see a lot of, a lot of businesses like that. Um, I was having a discussion just earlier this week with, with a dairy farmer, not, not far from us. And um, they make, they milk about 60 head or so. And she's, she's a nurse, but wants to get back to the farm full time. And um, at that scale, there, there wasn't a whole lot 
that uh, to replace her income on the farm would be a little bit challenging. So uh, they they took this step and and um, they're putting a, a small uh, processing plant onto the dairy and they're going to be uh, making cheese curds and making different uh, products from that. And uh, and ideally, uh, the idea is that she would replace her income and, and uh, offer more of a craft uh, niche market. And um, so, yeah, there's there's always opportunity out there. You just gotta gotta see it and then believe in it. And 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 the hardest part is maybe taking that first step. But um, once you take that first step, then you're kind of addicted to it. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um... I guess before we head out, is there anything else you'd want our listeners to know about? Um, yeah, just in in agriculture, whether it's agriculture or whether it's in uh, any other industry, um, having those strong connections, um, believing in what you're selling, and and believing in in your product, and uh, just having uh, a good overview of of your business and 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 the numbers um we're always uh when you look at a business plan or when you're looking at a business um i see business plans sometimes and it's it's a page and it's uh scribbled on a napkin and and you know always put the banker's hat on on so to speak when you're looking at your own business plan and and think you know what would the what would the bank ask me and or or what would a private investor ask me or or what would the industry ask of me and once you ask those questions of yourself you'll you'll see that there's a lot more work to be done and it'll it'll lead to a a more um, maybe enriched business plan but then also uh it'll it'll open a lot more doors uh you'll you'll have your numbers down pat and and when you are looking for those opportunities and looking to pivot, um, you'll be in a good place to be able to do that. So, um, yeah, just just enjoy it. It's a process. It's something that um, I talk to a lot of a lot of younger students at, at Fanshawe, and, and uh, just a lot of people are are consumed by the the Uber experience and and the overnight uh, getting to a billion dollars kind of thing, but but the reality is that's extremely challenging and, and uh, enjoy the ride, enjoy the process. And there's going to be, there's going to be peaks, there's going to be valleys, but um, overall it's very rewarding. And that's what we're seeing in, in industrial hemp too, is, is um, there's been peaks and there's valleys, but uh, it's really a rewarding crop to grow. Um, it's a, it's a very uh, healthy crop. It's a, it's something that uh, has a lot of potential uses and, and uh, it's something that I think in the coming days, we're going to see a lot more uh, acres being planted. And although we're still fairly small, um, I think it's something that has a lot of potential in the near future. So, yeah. Well, we're proud of you, Mark. Uh, you know, you've, you've got the right attitude. You're, you're inquisitive and hardworking and hustle and, uh, ambitious and all those traits that that bode well for uh, for founders what most first-time founders don't realize and i actually got a nice email from a young uh, a young founder the other day where 
you know, he's realized, holy smoke, this is a lot harder than I thought, you know, coming out of yeah. business school. And, um, you know, I said, you've learned first lesson. It is really hard. Yeah. Nine out of 10 fail, you know, nine out of 10 don't even put a business plan or try. So I think your, your point about getting started is the, the key thing. So finding a good idea or a market that you want to, you know, be good at, um, getting started, but then developing yourself and your network, because it's hard to start a business and especially one that's innovative, that's new and scale and, yeah. you know, inventing stuff. So, you know, when we started farms.com was really crazy because farmers didn't even have computers, mm-hmm. yeah. but we got in early, we found those niches, we just kept building, you know, we, we tried to put ourselves in the right place at the right time and be early versus late. Right. And I think that's, uh, that's where, you know, for me, innovation strategy, although it's painful is, uh, is the right strategy and hopefully the market will rise up to meet you, you know, eventually. Right. So I think with hemp, you're in that, uh, that good spot. Yeah. And the one thing to mm-hmm. add to that too is, is totally agree. And, um, you think of a baseball analogy and, and, so many people before they they enter into business they want to hit a home run and they want that one product that is going to knock them out of the park um where just getting a bunt and getting onto first base that's that's good enough for <laughs> to well, start and, you know? and, and, I, and i use the i use the analogy too um you know it's it's quite a step up from t-ball to uh you know facing uh you know um a 99 mile an hour fastball. Right? Yeah, that's so, right. So you need to, you know, you need to be good at baseball to go up and stand at the plate and, and uh, yeah. you know, even get hit by a pitch or a bunt. You know? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. And so it's that no, same, that same analogy. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And just enjoy it. Enjoy the ride. And, you know, there, there's going to be heartbreak and there's going to be uh but there's going to be so much reward too. And, and, and that's really what it comes down to, you know, um, I'm at the, at the stage now where I'm starting to see even my kids become a little bit entrepreneurial and, you know, they're, they're growing in the summertime, they're growing vegetables and selling it to the grandparents. So, I mean, that's pretty, uh, <laughs> that's pretty good. So um, hopefully we, we have a next wave too coming behind us. So. Uh, people want to connect with you online uh, how can they do that mm-hmm. yeah so you can find me on linkedin uh, mark Lottie, and you can you can find me in, on instagram as well uh if you want to learn a little bit more about industrial hemp you can go over to unic.ca um, and, and have a look and you can see our different cultivars that we do uh currently offer into the canadian market uh we also do uh sell our uh, grain and fiber varieties into the U.S. as well, and then also we sell it all over the world. So we we do have connections into Europe and into Australia, South America, all over. So we we really are a global uh, business. Um, so those are those are some areas that you can you can find me and reach out to me. So perfect. That's great. Thanks, Mark. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. I I really appreciate it and. Um, I've been following you guys for, for quite some time now, too, and I uh, really appreciate what you guys are doing uh, for small business and, and, and medium-sized businesses in London. So keep it up, and uh, we'll talk again soon.
And I just wanted to thank our listeners uh, for tuning in today. And thank you again, Mark, for joining us. Thank you.